Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers-Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome people in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. This week, we're brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Who do we have on the show today? Today, we have Laura Janney, founder and director of Muncie Outreach. We're supported today by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. What do they have coming up? A two-part virtual workshop. Another two-parter? Yep. It's called Habitudes for Positive Forward Focus. Okay, say that a few times. Habitudes. For habitudes. Habitudes. What is a habitude? Well, utilize habitudes, images that form leadership habits and attitudes. Oh my gosh, who's putting this on? This is presented by Charlie Lyons, founder of The People Business 2.0, a coaching and consulting firm. Oh, very cool. Yeah. When's it going to take place? It's going to be Wednesday, February 24th, and Thursday, February 25th, from 2 to 3.30 on each day. So we're going to learn about how to develop strategies for how to drive positive forward focus in leadership. You'll discover how positive forward focus impacts leadership, even in uncertainty. Habitudes. Habitudes. I can't get over that word. I, I'm, I'm habitudes for positive forward focus. Well, February twenty fourth and twenty yeah. fifth, two parter. Yes, it's a combo between habits and attitudes, like a portmanteau. Your favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sign you up for this class so so you can learn all about habitudes. Find out more at SchaeferLeadership.com. studio we have laura janney director of muncie outreach welcome to the podcast thanks for having me no problem so tell us a little bit about yourself i'm laura janney and i'm the executive director and founder of muncie outreach muncie outreach is an lgbtq resource for teens here in delaware county and we're the only one in east central indiana so what does muncie outreach do um, a, a lot of things I know. But. We, we do do a lot of things. COVID has kind of affected us and oh, slowed yeah. us down. But um, we offer a youth group for kids under 21. We have a young adult group for kids between 21 and 30. Uh, we have a parent support group. We have a transgender support group for adults. Uh, Pre-COVID, we had a robotics team. We had an art group. We had a lot more going. Now that COVID's here, we're kind of slowed down a little bit on what we're doing. Okay. Are you a Munsonian? Yes. I'm okay. from Muncie. I uh, went to Southside High School. I worked 26 years at Borg Warner. And when they closed up, they moved to Mexico, which got me training. I went back to school at 48 and uh, studied mortuary science. So I was a Now that's interesting. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it too, but the hours were crazy. I did that for like two years. And then uh, now I manage group homes for handicapped individuals. Now tell me about Warner Gear. You worked there for, what'd you say, 26 years? 26 years. What'd you do out there? I uh, did everything. Um, I ran machines. I drove a forklift. I did inspection. I worked on the assembly line. So I did a little bit of everything. Factory work is so different than what we do. 
And uh, mm-hmm. I know this because I have the side story where I worked for 12 hours at a factory. <laughs> at the for end of that shift, <laughs> that was the one day I worked there. At the end of that shift, I said, never more. Where was that at? Uh, Sinram down in Richmond, Indiana, oh. making pressing uh, CDs. Oh. Like uh, compact disc at the time, uh-huh. back in the 90s. One day, oh, killed me. <laughs> well, I hired in. It scared me to death because it was a different world. Yeah. You know, and it was something I had not, the people I had not experienced that type of person before, which I became that type of person, so I'm not putting them down. But they scared me in the beginning. I was only 22. And I would go home and I'd wake up because I, I did this arbor job where I had to twist gears on an arbor and tighten them up. And I'd wake up and my hands would be so sore I couldn't move and I'd cry and I called my mom I said I'm quitting and she and she would that's kind of where I got my cousin too she was like you are not <laughs> quitting that job you are staying on that job so I did I stayed and it got easier so so tell me about the mortuary science I'm gonna because I'm morbid and weird like that so <laughs> so what did you what did you do during that time the mortuary yeah. Did Everything. you work at the mortuary? Yeah, okay. I became a funeral director. Okay. Uh, Ivy Tech has a program for mortuary science, so uh, I went through that and became a funeral director and did everything funeral-wise. So is it as gross as people think it is? I don't think it's gross at all. I find okay. it very fascinating. I love taking care of families and their time of need. And uh, But the funeral directors, they have it pretty rough. Well, you get called in at all hours and... You, yeah, you people miss, aren't dying like nine to five. Yeah, and people like that. aren't dying nine to five. So you may get called away Christmas Day, or you might miss your kid's birthday, or so the hours were too hectic for me. Okay, I, uh, I didn't I didn't stick in there very long. Okay. Little known fact about me: in sixth grade, that's why I wanted to be a mortician. Really. I don't know why in sixth grade I wanted that position. You know, when I was a kid, I always thought that would be neat, too. But yeah. uh, So yeah. you did it. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's cool. So tell me about the early days of outreach and, and how that came together and was put together. Outreach. We started outreach because I have a gay kid who's not a kid anymore. I keep. He's always your kid, right? <laughs> he, he's no, 30. He's 30 now. But at the time, uh, my husband, and I realized he was gay. He was 12. He felt very isolated. He felt lonely because he didn't have any peers. He had adults in his life that were gay, but he didn't have any peers. So we uh, would drive him to Indianapolis to IYG, Indiana Youth Group, and it really helped him build his confidence and find his tribe, find people like him, and he felt less lonely. While I was doing this schooling and between jobs, I had time. So I started a group here in Muncie because it was so needed here in Muncie. We didn't have anything like it, so. Outreach is pretty unique in this area. Is it unique throughout the country, or are there other organizations like Outreach out there? There are, in Indiana, there's only five groups. Okay. Um, There's only two transgender support groups in Indiana. The need is huge, especially in Indiana, because we're in the Bible Belt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And it's pretty rough out there growing up gay, especially in the rural areas where everybody's um, white, straight, and Christian, and you don't see anybody that you... It makes you feel like you're a freak because nobody, you don't see anybody gay or anybody different. There's a great need here, and I don't think that's going to go away because our legislatures right now are trying to pass bills that are against gay people, Mm -hmm. and specifically against trans kids. 
So I think there's always going to be a need for us to be here to help support and give these kids a boost. And definitely in the past four years has, has not helped the situation at all. But I realized before 2016, uh, there, there were a lot of steps forward in, in the progression. There were, but also, you know, we had Mike Pence as governor. So, and he was trying to pass RIFRA and trying to make uh, the religious um, liberty thing, which is lingo for bigotry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was really pushing that. And if you're sitting there as a 13-year-old kid and you pick up language that our politicians and our ministers and our parents are talking, you don't know how to break it down other than to take it personal. Well, yeah, because they're talking about me or, you know, people right. like me or my friends or whatever. And, and I think it's really cool to have a youth group like that because, you know, I grew up super religious, super conservative. You know, I went to youth group every week with my church. And so that's how I found people who are like me and look, I mean, it's not hard to find people who look like me because I'm a white <laughs> girl person, right? Uh, but I got to see people who look like me, who had the same values as me and all of that. But if you're a gay or trans or whatever kid and you know you're the place where you go to find people like you doesn't really accept people like you that's not great right it's really hard and it is getting better you know I'm 60 so when I was in high school uh, gay people were so in the closet that I didn't even know they existed mm -hmm. and the biggest uh, controversy was interracial dating that was like you know, you were taboo gonna, back then. Yeah, you were going to go to hell back then. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, now more and more kids are out. We have more parents who are accepting. Some parents even bring their kids after. You know, usually it's a mental health issue, and they don't want their kids being isolated like mm -hmm. we did for our son. So you have more accepting parents now, too, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah, that's really good. Now, without using names, can you tell us any success stories that you've come across in your time with Outreach? Oh, we have so many. But my, I think my favorite is we, we had a kid come in, and he was 13. And his grandma, and this is why I love this story, because his grandma's special to me. She, um, she would, they lived in Marion, Indiana. And he was from Fort Wayne. He had tried to kill himself in Fort Wayne. And because of that suicide attempt, uh, Grandma took him in because his parents worked and they wanted to watch him all the time. Well, she would drive him to a therapist in Fort Wayne and then bring him to Muncie Outreach. And she came twice a week because he did the youth group and he did the transgender group. And when he came in, I asked him what we could do how we could help him, what did he want from us, and all he wanted was to know he was going to live to see 21. So by the end of summer, and all we did was, was we were there. Mm -hmm. By the end of summer, you could tell he was making plans for high school, he was making plans for college, he, suicide was so far from his mind. And it just really made a difference, just him being with peers. How does a person get involved in, in outreach? Just come, yep. Now, where do you meet? Well, well, right now, yeah. <laughs> things are tough. Yeah, right now we're, we're doing Zoom meetings. Okay. Okay, uh, so you can go to uh, the website. Go to the find... website or the Facebook. We're on Facebook. Okay. You can send us an email at mutsyoutreach at gmail.com. But we got Zoom youth group. We have game night on Saturday where the kids get together and play games on Zoom. 
And then our parent group and our transgender groups all still on Zoom. And eventually, once once COVID is in the rearview mirror, then maybe we'll be able to actually get back together and, and all of that. Yeah. Well, what do you like to do for fun then? That's a loaded question right now, too, <laughs> because of COVID. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. What do, do you like before, <laughs> before COVID? In the before yeah. times. <laughs> well, really, my passion is running Muncie Outreach. That's the, I mean, we I have a day job that pays the bills. And then Muncie Outreach is what I do for fun. I bet it would keep you young. Oh, you know? yeah. Being yeah. able to hang out with like teenagers and all that kind of stuff. I love teenagers. I always have. And she was a youth pastor's wife in a very long time ago previous life. I and like to say that her focus was on junior high kids. Ah. Yeah, I used to love it. I I like junior high kids. They're they're goofy enough to be just silly and funny, but then also they're they want to be grown up, but then they are silly too and all of that. I have a special place in my heart for. We, we call her the teenage whisperer at home because <laughs> my son won't talk to me, but he'll he'll talk her ear off. Yeah, he's how old is he? He's sixteen. Sixteen, and he's his son from a previous marriage, but uh, he's he's my buddy and all that. But then we have a seven year old together, and she is like, "Mom, you are the dumbest person on the planet." <laughs> and I'm like, "Fine, when you're four, when you're like twelve, I'll talk to you again." <laughs> so we'll see. I learn a lot from the kids. I really do because the world just keeps changing. And language keeps changing, and what they're aware of keeps changing. I didn't know anything that they know now when I was their age. So, yeah, I learn a lot. They teach me something every day. Oh, yeah. Well, when you get older, you kind of take advantage of that. I pull the old lady card all the time. I can't figure that out. Can you do it for me? It's like, sure. <laughs> sure, yeah, we'll take care of it for you. Not a problem. <laughs> well, what's something you wish you had known when you were first starting out? I know nothing, and I am learning constantly. I mean, I... I did factory work for 26 years, my degrees in mortuary science, so I know nothing about nonprofits. So when we first started, it was just going to be okay. Once a month, we'll have brownies and games, and it has just blown up. Um, So I am learning uh, more about business and nonprofits, and I am lucky enough to have people like Amy and other people that come and, and find passion in my group and they're willing to teach me about what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, and you guys just finished up a uh, fundraiser and mm-hmm. a, a fun kind of get outside and do stuff, even though it is February and cold. You guys just had your scavenger hunt, and I yes. thought that was really cool. Yeah, it was lots of fun. Trying to come up with fundraisers right now is kind of difficult. It is hard. And COVID. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, every nonprofit is hurting. But this one was really fun because they could uh, do it alone or do it in small groups and just get out and about and take pictures. It was a social media scavenger hunt. So. Yeah, I saw pictures. I mean, we see Amy's, Amy Leffingwell. She works with us, and she's on your board and was kind of helping with this fundraiser. So I saw pictures of her. She's in front of a statue. She was walking out on the greenway. I, she was just everywhere, and I kept seeing pictures all, all over. So it was really kind of cool to find different and fun things about Muncie, um, but also get out and about and you know, raise awareness and hopefully a little bit of money and all that stuff at the same time. Yeah, if you do the hashtag get out 20 or hashtag get out 2021, they were using both 20 and 2021. There's some fun ones. Yeah, because we had a team out there with the bull doing the bullfight here at Tui Park. (laughs) Okay. Oh, that's fun. My main goal is to make sure outreach is still going when I'm gone. 
and we're getting there slowly but surely we're getting there so what does success mean to you I think that's a really loaded question I was thinking about that <laughs> I know that's that's not an easy one to answer because success looks differently for a lot of people in different stages of your, of your life I know when I was younger it looked different now that I'm older I'm just thankful that I have a roof over my head and a nice, nice safe space to be during COVID. Mm-hmm. I feel really successful about that. So I think probably just depends on what you've been given and what you, what life has thrown your way. So Absolutely. and surviving it and surviving it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the greatest success of all, right? Yeah, surviving it. <laughs> and now it's time for the lightning round. Quick questions and quick answers. Number one question. What's your favorite band or artist? My favorite band or artist? Uh, right now, I am heavy duty listening to Talking Heads. The Talking Heads. Okay. Yeah. Burning down the house. Burning down the house. <laughs> All right. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Night owl. Okay. I am really grouchy. I married a morning person. We don't talk in the mornings. So did I. Yeah. Matt gets yeah. out of bed, like, excited about life and is just like, good morning. And I am like, don't talk to me mm-hmm. and we live together and now we we work together we share an office together and so we 10 a.m to 2 p.m is really good but i'm done <laughs> at four and she's just hitting her stride so. i like, the way I I like I to too. keep going yeah mm-hmm. yep. what's your favorite book my favorite book um anything by david sedaris have you ever met anyone famous i have met a lot of famous people well, uh, well like who <laughs> <laughs> Well, when I was young, my mother took us into a bar, and I met Mac Davis. Okay. She had a beer with him, and he said, come in, and she took us. And then I used to work at the student center as a teenager, and they had that hotel up there, Mm -hmm. and celebrities would stay up there. And I fed breakfast to Red Skelton and Doc Severson and Bob Hope. Bob Hope? Yeah. Awesome. All kinds of people. I didn't know he came to Ball State. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. I was trying to think who else. Karen Carpenter. This this is really aging me. Nobody no. knew. <laughs> <laughs> What's your guilty pleasure? Guilty pleasure? TV. I watch really corny TV. Corny TV. Give me an example. Right now I'm in love with Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. I love that show. It is so good. You and can it, tell I you know. work with youth. I don't <laughs> even watch that. My husband, he hates it, so I watch it. You would hate it too. They burst out in a song the whole, whole time. time. They dance. It's. I love it. It's great. I'm Team Simon. I like Team Simon. Yeah. yeah I agree. <laughs> I haven't watched the new season because I'm trying to make it through The Crown right now, so I need to get through my heavy-duty grown-up show, and then I'll go back to teenage shows. <laughs> What's your favorite movie? Favorite movie. I feel like where I work, they watch a lot of musicals. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm an old fan of musicals, so they watch a lot of uh, Moulin Rouge. And I love Moulin Rouge. It's so yeah. good. <laughs> and I like it, too. I don't get tired of it. Yeah. What's your hidden talent? I have zero talents. You have to have some <laughs> talent, something you're good at that people might not know. Talking. Talking. All right. Do you sing in the shower? I do. How about the car? I sing, I sing in the car, too. Really okay. off-key and awful. Star Wars or Star Trek? Neither. You're a neither. Good. Oh. Good answer. Good answer. What's your most used emoji on your phone? Probably the laughing emoji. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Bye. So apparently my side part is not as cool as it used to be. 
That is true. Except for you don't wear a side part. I know. I comb my hair down. But if I you wear, have a side part, I do. <laughs> you're a woman on the internet right now. You're probably feeling old. Old, indeed. And why is that? Because the youngs have decided that we're old. <laughs> <laughs> so what are these Gen Z, right? Yeah, Gen Z. Which are, who are Gen Z? Like, Are they Gens? Some people like <laughs> Holden's age, like 16 or whatever. I, I would say probably around then. Okay. Because Holden makes fun of us for being old. Well, that's true. But I did see him at dinner the other day, and he is wearing a side part, so I don't know how seriously He may not these. be up on the TikToks. Well, that's probably true. On the face space. <laughs> the face space. <laughs> the, All right. My so books. tell me what right. the Gen Z folks say is not cool anymore. All right. Well, first off, they say wearing your hair in a side part is not cool. Not cool. I can't imagine wearing a that middle. That just eliminates every Gen Xer yeah, woman out there. I, I know. And now like these Gen I've seen people like they're doing middle parts now and I just. And they look a little dorky. They do. I don't like it. I think <laughs> it looks weird. I'm going to maybe tomorrow I'll try my hair in a, side, in a thing. Okay. Wearing skinny jeans. Skinny jeans out. Thank goodness. I'm glad that one's over. No. I don't know. When first skinny jeans first came out, I did not like them. But I have to say, there is a place for them when you're wearing boots in the winter and you don't want your pants, like, dragging in the snow and getting all wet. Like, when in the 90s, when we wore the giant, like, flare pants and everything. Yeah. And then you go outside in the rain or the snow and, like, your whole bottom part of your pants is wet because, like, the bottom gets wet and it goes all the way up to your knees. Now, what they call those uh, those leggings that look like jeans but weren't really jeans? Jeggings. Jeggings, hey, yes. I, I am still down with jeggings. I don't. They, they went out of style a long time ago. I don't so. care. I know. I'm an old lady. That's fine. Doesn't All right. What's next me. on your list? Uh, using smiley face emojis. Ah, that one gets me because I'm always a smiley facer. If I'm like if I'm typing because you know I did I learned this is on that old media called email. Yes, I do use smiley faces, which they say <laughs> you should not use smiley faces in professional emails, but whatever. I do it anyway. Showing off your Hogwarts house. Are you a Ravenclaw? A Gryffindor. Oh, yeah, that would date you, wouldn't it? Or a Hufflepuff or a Slytherin. That's kind of like a G Generation Y thing. Yeah. More than a Gen X thing. Oh, I think so, too. I think unpopular opinion, but I am a Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Slytherins get a bad rap. They are ambitious, and they they have dreams, and they are driven, and it's not their fault that everyone thinks they're evil. That's all I have to say. All right, Malfoy. Using the word adulting. Adulting, yes. Yes, yes. Now, that should still be popular. That's fine. Eh, I don't know about because that. Because the people who are not adults are saying that's not cool. Well, yeah, because they're still <laughs> they're still teening. All right, taking selfies from above, from high up. How else would you take a selfie? If you don't, these, these are obviously young people who mm -hmm. don't have double chins. Because when you have extra chinage that you want to get rid of, you take it from up high. Every lady knows this. So this this is young people talking. Yeah. Also, using the word selfie. Oh, you're not supposed to use the word selfie. They don't want us to use selfie anymore. Is it a groupie? That sounds different and not good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think they are just, they are uh, trying to figure out a new way, new word for selfie. Okay. Well, they'll get back to us on that. Yeah. All right. Saying doggo for your doggy. Doggo? Yeah. Look at my doggo in this picture. Yeah, that could go. I've done it before. <laughs> I'm not, I don't think I'm liking this list. Uh, liking coffee. Millennials say liking coffee is old people things. So are they on the tea? I don't know. Maybe, I think they're into like bubble tea. Bubble tea? Yeah, it's like some like special like Asian tea with bubbles in it. Okay. I don't know. That sounds Again, cool. Again, I'm an old person. I would like my coffee, please. Give me a little 
bubble tea, no, peppermint, please. Not liking pineapple on pizza. That's an old person thing or a young person thing? That is a an old person thing. An old person thing. Because the young people like pineapple on pizza. We do not like pineapple is what they're saying. Yes. And that we should not not like pineapple on pizza. Eh. Didn't Holden was just talking about pineapple on pizza the other day. And we were like, that's disgusting. He's like, it sounds gross, but it's really good. Proclaiming you're a girl boss. Oh. <laughs> this this whole list hits very close to home. <laughs> well, you don't have to be a girl boss anymore. But you could be going boss. Uh-huh. Like gone boss. Gone boss. There you go. New hashtag for you. <laughs> I bet that's out outdated too. Yeah, they don't say that. Uh, taking taking BuzzFeed quizzes a little too seriously. Looking at Ranker and podcasting about it. Hey, this is not Ranker. <laughs> this is BuzzFeed. This is Thank Buzz you very Feed. much. Okay. And I have seen it shared a bajillion times on the interwebs. Because of the side part thing. And the, Everybody's upset about that. I am upset about that. Like, I take that personally. And maybe the God girl boss thing i take that a little seriously well now you know how to be cool with the cool kids the young cool kids are those because of our portmando portmanteau like toe (laughs) all right (laughs) all right all right right. well i really got you on that one you did (laughs) so join us next week right here on the podcast Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcast. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at SchaeferLeadership.com. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has gone gone boss. boss.